0: Empty. Who, fellas, 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 fellas. It's it's such a such a great time to be back with y'all, man. Because it's so many things going on in the world. But you know what? What serves as a great distraction at all times?
1: I say sports. Sports, sports,
0: mm-hmm. sports man. It's going. It's, it keeps us distracted. It was a good sports
1: times. weekend for sure.
0: And and listen, it was a it was a great sports weekend, honestly. But there are some questions that need to be asked about some of these sports about sports in general that like I don't think people are ready to get into yet. I, I, I just don't. I just don't. I think that there are some things happening right now that, you know, folks are trying to keep low key, trying to keep quiet that I don't know, it might be getting too loud might be getting too loud but with that be
1: same, <laughs> we did th- we talked about the tick-tock sounds a couple weeks ago
0: wow wow well i mean hey speaking of the tick oh now they get
2: it's to gotta started in the chat te- already listen. talking about i'm trying to do some things to
0: angel bees oh lord jesus. Man. lord jesus that brother starving yeah me too let's go get some <laughs> anyway anyway <clears throat> i'm gonna start with this though i'm gonna start with this Y'all saw the uh first pitch from Megan Thee Stallion. And, and I, think, <laughs> I think that we all thought that it was an amazing first pitch. She should throw every first pitch for the Astros. I don't think that they Y'all should. Ever.
1: Thirsty look, look, the look, uh, uh, all jokes aside, she did throw a better first pitch than like 95% of celebrities, though.
0: Listen, I mean, I, I, who's was a better ambassador for the city of Houston at large? You know? I mean. <laughs> I ain't got an answer said, for you. I'm hey, bro, saying, if I got to see you know, her I, throwing the first pitch in week number two
2: of baseball, I'm going to be livid, bro. I, I, I ain't going to lie. I get it. I get it. But <laughs> we just seen that first pitch all week, all last week. We didn't seen that first pitch a minute,
0: I okay. All right, all right. right. I don't care how mad you are. I don't give a damn. I You could be <laughs> an upset, angry, livid, downright pissed off. If she wanna throw another first pitch, I will fight the entire season. You, you know, I'll, I'll take I'll that.
1: take it even a step further. All right, Chris, you say you'll be upset about that, right? You know who Megan the Stallion is. Name me three Houston Astros. Oh, well,
2: Verlander not an Astro
1: no more. Nope.
2: I don't keep up with baseball no more though.
1: That's that's me. Okay, have her out there until week fifty. Game one fifty three.
2: <laughs> I named twenty.
0: <laughs> I hate that. Absolutely hate that. So, fellas, let's get into it, man. Let's 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 really get into some of these things that's that's happening around sports as of late, because you know we got to talk about the women's national championship first, because that game broke all types of records. All types of of you know viewership records for ESPN for college basketball for women's college basketball nine point nine million viewers and of course LSU came away with a one hundred two eighty five win but the the talk of the time what everybody was mentioning and and you know what everybody wanted to talk about was the Angel Reese you can't see me and all that to Caitlin Clark. Fellas, what was y'all thoughts
1: about it? What were your thoughts? Uh, Man, it's it's a number of things. One, I do want to get on this platform and say, like, I, I know in the Facts Over Acts podcast, I don't say we shy away from controversial topics, but at the same time, we usually keep things pretty sports-related. But I don't know why I am still shocked living in this country that like everything turns into a debate about race or everything is so skewed from a white perspective in the media when we talking about a a women's basketball game and it's usually from people who haven't played sports chris you play sports gibbs you play sports i play sports let's say last tuesday we're not even professional players let's say last tuesday y'all was getting an open run at la fitness and chris somebody was talking to you crazy what you going to do next Tuesday when you get them buckets? I'm going to
0: talk, not... talk crazy back. Is that not crazy
1: back? I'm trying to understand how we live in a world to where this is even a conversation. Caitlin Clark been talking crazy all season. She took an L with a national championship and a star player from the other team was talking crazy to the girl that's been talking crazy all season and her team couldn't back it up. let's not mention the fact that Iowa and Maryland are in the same division and this is the first year that Angel Reese was on LSU because she transferred from Maryland when they were both in her freshman year and Caitlin Clark gave Maryland forty do you know how crazy she was talking to Angel Reese oh, so the fact so 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 the fact that she did this what's the big deal to begin with like like I'm not understanding how we live in a world to where like like the, the bigger conversation we should be having is this is good for women's basketball this is the most excited I've seen anybody about women's basketball at least in the past 20 years since Swing Cash and Cheryl Swoops and, and Lisa Leslie was hooping, this is the most excited I've seen anyone about women's hoops. That should be the conversation. And also, I don't know how we're having tons and tons of media, ESPN, Fox Sports. I see Kaylin Clark on every channel. She didn't win the game. Y'all give me one national sports media coverage that you've seen on injuries during, where they're giving her an interview outside of the post-game interview that she had when she won the game?
0: Yeah, I did
1: Kayla Clark was on I've ESPN today.
2: Yeah, I seen one, but she was just basically explaining why she did what she did.
0: I mean, I can I, can I say something real quick right here? I, I look at this and I just laugh because this is, you know, the way that people are talking about this and the overshadowing and the, "Oh yeah, you know, Caitlin Clark is not only the better sportsman, she's the better player. Caitlin Clark and Andrew Reese are different types of players. Caitlin Clark, for sure, broke a record and all that good stuff for the amount of points scored in the tournament. Great, good for her. Andrew Reese made history as well during the tournament with the most ever double doubles in the season in the season, mm-hmm. most ever. That means a level of consistency, game in, game out. This ain't just the I got hot at the right time. This is I showed up every single night. you can count on me for at minimum 10 and 10, at minimum. What are we what are we really doing here? And I'm going to say this as well. I I think it's it's very embarrassing for us as a country that like we can't enjoy good exciting sports. I think it's embarrassing for us as a country at multiple levels. The way that Angel Reese is being treated, embarrassing for us as a country. The way that people talked about Cam Newton and and how he wore his fits, but now all of a sudden Joe Burrow is, oh he's so swaggy, look at his outfits. Embarrassing as a country. The way people talk about Lamar Jackson and how could you ever give him a contract? What's his playoff record? What's Justin Herbert's? And I guarantee you, when it's time for his contract, people are going to be screaming at the, the Chargers if they don't give him the earth, the moon, the stars, and everything in between. When objectively speaking, who would you rather have? Hollywood Brown, the um, uh, Willie Sneed, uh, Mark Andrews, or Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, Gerald Everett, Austin Eckler, like what are we doing here? Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. A 32-year-old Mark Ingram? <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not really just, I'm not the hugest
1: I'm not the hugest football fan in the world, Gibbs. I feel like that's more your bag. But I recall I recall specifically people commending Phillip Rivers on how much he talked trash during the game.
0: And you know what's crazy to me? You know what's really crazy to me? The way that people say, oh, well, you know, it was just classless of her to talk after the game's already secured and all this and all that. When have we not seen that?
1: When we have always we not...
0: have. And and, and and let's talk about the intersectionality of it a little bit because Steph Curry, he don't do that put him to sleep thing when, when it's the middle of the second quarter. <laughs> he only does it when the game is basically over and he hits a big shot. That's when he going to do it. That's when they're going to do it. He's saying, I put the opponent to bed. And, and yet, we have a problem. Again, this is great for the sports. Great for the sport. We need to let her cook. We need to let her cook. Because let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this. We're talking about Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese, right? Y'all two, name me any two players from the Men's National Championship. Any two players. I can name them only you because got, you I got- have... Only because I've yeah. had to cover high, college basketball at a high level this year. And, like, I, I know. But go ahead. You said we got. No, we I got, got the answer you got, for you. You got,
2: you got Ladee for San Diego State. That's his last name. And then you What's got. What's his first um, name, Chris? What's, we are
0: naming these women by first and last it's, name. It's, <laughs> we got to drop both. It's Jer, Jeremy Ladee, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. And who else?
1: Can Walker still play for you, <laughs> 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 No, 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 no.
2: It's, it's Angel Reese's cousin. I can't think of his name, though. Angel cousin do play. Yeah, her
0: cousin does play for UConn. He won a national championship, too. Uh-huh. And guess what? And guess who the star of the show is? <laughs> Title IX is doing just fine, folks. It's working.
1: <laughs>
0: it is very apparently working. But this is my point. Let these players cook. Let these players talk they trash. Be controversial. Be who they are. Be the big personality. Because at the end of the day, people are forgetting that that at the, sports is entertainment. That's the whole deal about this thing. Sports is entertainment. That's why all of every sports rules are meant to create more scoring and all that. It's made for entertainment. And, and in the words of, the, uh, I believe it was what, Russell Crowe in Gladiator, are you not entertained? I was thoroughly entertained by that. So, you know, that's that's my two cents on it. Chris, go ahead.
2: Personally, I honestly, you know, I agree with y'all wholeheartedly, but I honestly think they're doing this on purpose to kind of build that drama behind it. Because drama sells. We all know drama sells. They got every love is blind, perfect match, married at first sight show out there that none of the couples even stay together, rarely ever stay together. But the drama is what gets people to continue to give views on these shows. So I honestly think they made this big commotion. One, because Caitlin Clark is on the other side. That's the best word I gonna say. She's on the other side. And it looks like bullying when we do that to them. But when they do that to us, it looks like, you know, that's how society's supposed to be. But anyway, I digress. But I think they kind of let this drama just build up to build that narrative like, Okay, it's drama in the the women's basketball. You know, these girls coming out of college at the same time, they probably could have this drama go all the way through when they get to the WNBA, you know what I mean? So I think they purposely doing this to try to build and raise some awareness to women's basketball and try to build build the sport up from the college level to translate to the WNBA level, personally.
0: You know, again, I'm a huge believer, and at the end of the day, to let people do what's going to be most entertaining. Let people do what's going to be most fun. As long as you aren't putting anybody's long-term health um, at, like, very serious danger, let them do it. And if somebody getting some stuff talked to them is the worst thing that we got going on, y'all will be okay. Y'all are big kids. Y'all are big boys. Y'all are big girls. Kayla Clark didn't even have a problem with it. And let me tell you this. I'm going to take it a step further. I'm not going to say anything threatening or bad about this woman because obviously the Secret Service would be at my door, but Jill Biden ought to be ashamed of herself saying, the game was so good, I wish Iowa could come to the White House too. Baby, that's not how it goes. The losers stay home. The losers stay home. That's the reality. The second place don't get to come. When the Warriors was winning all them chips, they didn't say, you know, LeBron broke so many records in this finals, he needs to come on come on Brian come to the White House no either you won and you go or you stay home that dims that, the rules I don't when, when do we start changing the rules around like what's going on here I, I well, be,
2: because because they try to deem LSU as a as a um, as a Hbcu now when I just showed y'all some whole car evidence, that all I would, I
0: would, the University of Iowa has more black students than LSU, which Chris did tell us. He did, <laughs> every, Iowa every has every, more black students.
1: Every black woman at that school might have been on the team,
0: yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> possible. It's very, very possible. Uh, so,
2: and we're not gonna act like LSU just got this clean check track record, like. They just let black people in in the 60s. Let's be honest. There, there is a
0: reason why there are so many HBCUs in Louisiana, as well as why Louisiana's incarceration rate is what it is because who's predominantly gonna be incarcerated, so on and so forth, you know, all that good stuff. Sure, and that's crazy to me. And you know the craziest part of all this to me? Somebody said like, we need to see a meme of a little dominoes of like all the things that led up to this. And I'm like, if Tony Yayo is responsible for starting a race war in 2023, how hard is that going to be to describe to our children? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it all started back with G-Unit, and I'll teach you how to start, okay? And, uh, you know, he he uh, was doing this thing, and, you know, it, it evolved, and then some wrestler took it, and and, and John Cena, where is John Cena from? He's from, like, what, Massachusetts?
1: West from? Newberry, Massachusetts.
0: Yeah, yeah. ooh. Right the down to me, actually. The tough streets of West Newberry, which was the school <laughs> of hard knocks, which, you know. Him basic basic thugonomics. Basic thugonomics. <laughs> Bas- honestly, honestly, that was probably one of the biggest things they had me done with wrestling. Like, not even joking. Like, his character was just so unbelievable. I was just like, "What is this, bro? Like, what am I, what are we doing here?" Uh,
1: th- so when I was a kid, I was like, "This is kind of fire." But now that I'm older and hindsight, still fire. I got me a hustle, loyalty, respect t-shirt right <laughs> there. <real fair. laughs> Have some self-respect, brother. Have some <laughs> self-respect. Have, I couldn't do it, but anywho,
0: I, I digress. Again, let these players talk. They trash. Every sport is better when players talk trash. The World Baseball Classic was better than an average MLB game. Why? Because the bat flips were insane. Yeah. The celebrations were insane. The players was not. Oh, I got a 0-3 count. I'm not supposed to swing at this pitch. We're up five, and that's an 0-3 count. I'm supposed to let them get a strike. You're going, my brother in Christ, I'm taking you yard. If you serve up a meatball, that's what's happening. And yet, we got to sit up here, oh, you know, we got a golf clap for every sport. It's a reason that golf claps are made fun of. Sports are meant to be passionate in your face, loud, aggressive, what you gonna do about it? And again, like we've all talked about, there have been multiple players in women's basketball to be that way. I watched ACC basketball all year. Haley Van Lith was that year, that way all year when she was talking to players in the ACC when Louisville got hot. She was like that. She was like that. What? So what are we doing here? This is part of the game. Let's let it go. Let's get our panties out of a bunch. And again, it's embarrassing as a nation Especially for a certain group of us who, when people talk about Americans, they think of y'all and not us. It's <laughs> really, really embarrassing that all it took was somebody doing this and this to get y'all seething and foaming at the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe it. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Do better, love yourselves better, do more, do more. And now, on the men's side, we have to talk about Angel Reese's cousin because UConn won a national championship over San Diego State. And by the way, Chris, the name that you were looking for, the gentleman's name is um it's Jordan Hawkins. That's yeah, that's yeah, the gentleman's yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's that's her cousin and, and he had himself a pretty good game, sixteen and four. Uh Adama Sinogo, who's my guy that I watched all year, and was like, oh, he's different. He's one of them. He had himself a great game with a 17 and and 10 as well. Fellas, let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this, right? We're all excited for UConn. More power to them. Let me ask you this. All in all, has women's college basketball surpassed men's in popularity? Is that something that has happened?
1: Uh, For for college, I would say temporarily yes right now because I would even say before – we got to the the elite eight of this women's tournament, and things really picked up steam. Where we were looking at LSU and Iowa to potentially go against each other. Um, the men's tournament had a lot more attraction. And also, we, we talked about on the show last week, I believe, how men's how the men's side is losing traction because of players going international, players going straight to the league. So it wasn't really that big college star this year. Mm-hmm. But overall, until unless we get a repeat of, uh, you can say the quote unquote drama. that's that's ensuing right now between those two women, I I don't think that's a a pattern that's going to repeat.
0: Chris, what you thinking?
2: Absolutely not. You got to remember, this tournament was very, very different. You had no University of Michigan in this tournament. You had no North Carolina Tar Heels in this tournament. This tournament was way different. You had so many teams that were good out of nowhere that popped up. Look at Florida Atlantic. Yes, they were seeded wrong because they did have a fantastic season, but Who would have thought they made it to the Final Four? Mm -hmm. Not me. But, uh, so when those teams, you know, get their turnarounds or get some players in there that's actually going to play for the whole year and, you know, not try to go overseas and then go to the draft, then I think it will be back to normal. Um, And then a lot of the upsets would not be upsets because there would be a lot more rivalry games in play. Like, Kansas State, Marquise Noel. before Before the women's, Marquise Noel was the talk of college basketball. Let's not forget Marquise Noel was 5'8", giving people 18 and 20 a game. He broke the assist record for college basketball in the tournament.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, it's going to take more of those performances from the men's because this year was an outlier year. I feel like this was one of the lowest few because a lot of people didn't know any of the players because they weren't on the big-name teams other than UConn historically. So, no, I, I don't think, I don't even think it's close, honestly. This year's an exception.
0: I'm gonna tell you what has happened and some people are going to be mad at me for saying this. The incentive for the best players to go is a big part of it, but also the stuff that we're talking about today is an even bigger part of it. Women's college basketball is going to be more popular than men's next year as well. There are too many big characters. There are too many big storylines. There's too much of all those things. It's not going to be close until we get some swinging back. I'm going to tell you this. I don't like – I hated Coach K. Like, I, I really hated Coach K. Still do. Still, Like, it's not like a, oh, like, I respect him as an ambassador. Again, If I could say what I want to say, I it, I would lose our clean rating if I said what I wanted to say about Coach K. <laughs> I don't like him. I don't Water like any of his players. Order it down for it down If I was in the BET special, they would say, man, forget that, brother. That mother brother. <laughs> Him and his mother loving brothers don't be following the rules. So forget them. That's what it would sound like if, if I was on the BT. But I, I can't, everything about them, everything about them. You hear stories from like other teams who are like in that time that like, we're like, yo, we didn't have replay and review back then. But if there was a call that went against Duke and, and Coach K greatly disagreed with it, he would grab a ref, by the collar, buy the shirt, walk him over to the monitor, and, like, they would watch it together and the call would get reversed in Duke's favor before they had replay at a time when, when a ref called something, it stood. So, like, I, I've always hated them. But at least, like, because you hated them, you wanted them to fail, you were like, all right, I'm going to watch. You know what I mean? Like you don't really they don't have those types of personalities in college sports in men's college basketball anymore don staley and her crew you hate them if you're not them most people hate them oh my god you trot out a lineup of four six foot players in women's basketball that's crazy that is crazy every shot got to be five feet away from the basket it's crazy work but guess what it works for them and don gonna speak her piece and she gonna speak it clear and she gonna say what she got to say? Y'all, I mean, Jim Bayham retired, Roy Williams retired, Coach K retired. Izzo the door, he knocking on the door. He is knocking on that door of retirement. Like, hey, big dog, like y'all come What's let me in the party.
2: Listen, and then on top of that, the transfer portal for men's is just like, Dude. bruh, like like think about it. Imani Bates had a career year. Like, for a college basketball standpoint, but he transferred to Eastern. If mm-hmm. he was to stay at Memphis and do that, we would have been talking about Imani Bates all year long. Literally yeah. all year long. Yeah.
0: yeah. But that's, that's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, the the men's game does not have players sticking around long enough. They don't have the type of personalities on the sidelines or on the court for the most part to where you want to talk about them. Like, what? Again, I, I can't name any... Notable or like really outlandish storylines. Like even even if we take away this Caitlin Clark, the whole Haley Van Lith and old girl from Texas situation. Like what people don't realize is she also ended that girl season when she played at DePaul. That is like ooh, this is big time TV. This is the stuff you want to watch. The men's players, who's the best trash talker in the game right now? Who who would even be top three, top two? Anybody in that? Re- you don't know. No. You just don't know. They have to do a better job of all the leagues that are uber successful. They do a great job of advertising their stars. Or else it's football. That's it. You're either football and you advertise your stars well. The leagues that are struggling fail to advertise their stars. Men's basketball is failing to advertise those stars. Therefore, you know, women's basketball, you're going to know who the major players are. You're going to know who the Aliyah Boston is, the Aliyah Bostons of the world are. You gonna know who the Kayla Clark's, the Angel Reese's are. You gonna know, but with men's, you just don't see the same thing. So if men's want to get it together, y'all better advertise them stars, or y'all but, gonna run into some problems.
2: One last thing on this, so we can move on. Oh, go ahead, that. go ahead. You, you remember, you remember the year that Kentucky beat LSU, and the mm-hmm. beef that Lonzo and De'Aaron Fox had. That wasn't that long ago, right? Right. That is still that's still a thing in the league, but we just don't have those type of two players that had that narrative. Like Lonzo had LeVar Ball talking him up to the world, saying he was better than Steph Curry. Darren Fox was like, no, I'm really better than Lonzo. So when he met Lonzo, he put 40 on Lonzo's head. You know what I mean? He went after Lonzo. So we just need some more of that, pretty much. I mean... And
0: that's my point. That's that... The greatest thing that LeVar Ball ever did, bro. It does not matter. There are casual sports fans who know who LeAngelo Ball is. That is his greatest accomplishment. If, if there yeah. is nothing else written on uh uh VAR's gravestone, that should be it. People knew who Jello was. Because with all due respect, Jello ain't pissed lit. Except in the summer league. Yeah. With all due respect, if he didn't steal out there in China and then snitch on his teammate, <laughs> we would have never. Except for his dad talking him up. Yeah, you know, uh Melo the best of the three, but Lonzo the smartest, and Jello, oh, he the best shooter by a mile. He the best, he ain't never lost a shooting competition. He ain't never lost. <laughs> we don't have that no more. We need more LeVar balls. We need more, you know what I mean? We need them. We need them. We need them. A Julian Newman that's six inches taller. We need that. We need that in this in this men's college game. Or else we're going to continue to see, okay, wait, who's in the championship again? Huh? Oh, well, I might want to get around to it. That's what you see. That's that's just the reality of what's going to keep happening there. But, fellas, we got to get to you all sport now. We got to get to the baseball diamond, okay? Because folks are getting mad at this pitching clock. They saying, that, you know, we not in the minor leagues. We shouldn't have no pitcher's clock. Manny Machado already got suspended or got ejected over a, a pitching clock discrepancy. Yeah, really? How do y'all feel about the pitching clock so far in this MLB season?
1: So, <clears throat> I'm a bit of a traditionalist in the sense when it comes to baseball. When I say that, I'm not one of the people that you're going to see on television like, oh, man, he uh, he's not playing by the unwritten rules, or you know, he he did a bat flip. When I say that, um, baseball is a sport that you have to consume every part of your life in order to be good at baseball. Mm-hmm. Basketball, I say, is the sport that's probably easiest for casuals to pick up. I mean, you got people who's in an MVP race like Giannis and Joel Embiid and who didn't pick up a basketball until they were in late in high school. Football is a little tougher just because I feel like football takes a little more mental depending on what position you're playing. But if you're a physical freaking nature you can still get into football later in life and be good at it
0: absolutely
1: baseball is something that you have to it moves so fast the pitches are so fast the ball comes at you so fast that's something that you have to be used to from a very young age and see that progression through speed progression through pitchers progression through how you're coached i mean i'm sure chris can attest to this chris how many times in baseball have you Part of line drive, and it's not because you saw the ball, it's because you've been playing baseball for so long. It was instinct. The human eye can't even process a 105 mile an hour ball getting hit at your face.
2: Yeah, it's pure instinct, especially me being a pitcher when the ball gets shot back to the pitcher. I just, yep, it just instantly just reach out and grab it. Like you don't even know you did that.
1: <laughs> You get used to a system, you get used to a repetition, you get used to playing a certain way and asking. People who have been playing baseball for 20 plus, 30 plus years to, oh, you, you got to play this way now. Otherwise, you'll get a strike. Oh, the, the this will cost you the game. Uh, Manny Machado got called out on a strikeout late in the game in a close game. Mm-hmm. The, the, the third pitch they called that a strike and it was because he waited too long to get into the batter's box that's part of his routine that's how he plays the ball I think we're going to see some star players with some drastic numbers dip this year I think we're going to see a lot more pitchers get hurt and that's going to hurt baseball which is directly counteracting what it is that you're trying to do and I it's not making sense because the games on average are 31 minutes shorter this year than they were last year and I don't Gibbs, when the last time you've been to a baseball game? Uh, it's
0: been years, dude. It's, do, it's been do, do, years.
1: Do, do you find it fun? Like, do you have fun at a baseball game? Or are you going well, just, on, you know, wait, being a son?
0: Like, wait, like a game that I was covering? Like, as a reporter? No, as a, a game, fan, you
1: sat down at an MLB game. Oh,
0: it's been over a decade. It's been well over a decade.
1: And, and why is the reason you don't go?
0: I mean, it's slow and it's hot. I don't like okay so large crowds. It's very so, so
1: so if you were able to leave a half hour faster would that make you say oh yeah let's go ahead and uh start going to baseball games absolutely not however if you knew the final score to that baseball game you were going to see some souped up pitcher either throw a perfect game you're going to see three four or five hitters in a rotation on both teams maybe hit multiple home runs would that make you a little more excited to go Oh, for sure. If you saw teams going at it, if you saw a bat flip, if you saw some animosity, if you saw some animation, if you saw some some swagger from the players, would that make you more inclined to go?
0: Listen, I am. You know me in a bat flip. I love me a bat flip. I'm confused <laughs> why everybody doesn't bat flip after home run because the way they call it pimping a home run, which is a very strange term for it. But anyway, the way I would pimp a home run, they would be calling me Don Magic Wine. You understand that? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is the dog father trying to see you after I hit a home run. But you know, I digress. I digress. Absolutely, i will be there for
1: that. Yeah, so that's that's the point I'm trying to make. I don't think that the pitch clock is a good idea. Um, you're asking players to throw off their rhythm of how they've been playing a sport that they are professional at for. In most cases, over a decade. Chris, I'm sure you played baseball for over a decade. I for sure played baseball for over a decade. And let's say you, Chris, you made it to the major leagues at age 26 after being in the minor leagues. And they're like, yeah, change how you've been playing since the age of five. That's not a good idea.
0: No.
2: I mean, every level that I've played in baseball, they ask you to tweak some things, you know, for perfection. But this, this, let me tell you what this does. This eliminates the whole idea of baseball to me. Baseball is the Thinkies man game, right? So what I mean by that is, in high school when I played, I played at Canton Farmington High School. Basically, if the pitcher's sitting at the mound holding the ball for a long period of time, it's to make the batter get in his own head. Because I pitched, I used to do the same thing. My coach used to tell us mm-hmm. to do that, right? I'm getting in his head by standing up there. He thinks, okay, he got two strikes on me. It's three people on base. It's two outs he going to probably try to go give me a curveball and make me chase it. And I'm just going to sit there and let him get in his head. Then he going to call timeout, and then he going to go back up there. Then I'm going to wind up as soon as he step back in there before he even get out of his own head and pick yep. him up. You get what I'm saying? And everybody going to be like, oh, he got out that jam. That was a great jam he got out of. Putting a piss clock out there basically eliminates all that. Now I have to hurry up and throw the ball, and I have to hurry up and get this this batter out of here, which to me defeats the purpose of having to think man game.
0: That was and
1: and I, I know, I know when you're throwing the ball now. All
0: right. All right, So, listen, stop roy-testing them players. That's how you get the game back. That's how you get it back in sight. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry to tell you. You can say what you want about those. Again, say what you want about those players that was juiced up. Say what you want about them. But, again, hey,
2: Pete Aaron Judge on, on the stuff very, very bounces on. Woo.
0: Man. man. We might him every night. He'd be smacking <laughs> that boy be smacking the white off the ball. Literally. By the time we <laughs> leave it back, just pure brown. Just pure brown headed into the atmosphere.
1: Barry Bonds used to get intentionally walked with loaded bases.
0: Different. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. <laughs> that man was another level. But that, but I mean, honestly, that's what they stop playing. When was your game most exciting? When were you getting the most viewers during the modern era? The proof is in the pudding, friends.
1: No, but we're gonna change that. We're gonna change that.
0: Gonna change what?
1: No, that's that's what they said. Oh, it's it's getting too exciting. We're gonna change that.
0: It's three of us. We definitely can't change that. (laughs) You and Tom. Well, Aldoer said, "I'm not about to tell our listeners. Hey, go to your nearest baseball stadium. Tickets are probably about what ten bucks. You can get a decent ticket for ten bucks. You know, get you a nosebleed seat." And do the same thing that everybody else does. Nobody's going to show up. So get you a nosebleed seat to just get into the building. And then slide down to one of the closer seats. And then, I don't know, watch a three to four ball game with the Milwaukee Brewers playing. Ew!
1: Now, that's gross. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I am inclined to get hype at a baseball game. But that's because I love baseball. But I've taken a countless number of people to baseball games and they looking at me like, yo, I don't even I can't even see the ball, bro. I don't know what you're talking about right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not I'm sorry, but I ain't going. I ain't going. <laughs> I ain't. You know, if you invite me to a baseball game, unless you got a suite or something, where we're gonna be inside and eating, I'm gonna be doing the same thing Chris doing right now. Dude.
1: Hey man, we all...
0: <laughs> You about ready to call it? Kidding, it's a one-one game in the night. Yeah, so you ready to call it or what? I mean, uh, let's my go point, on. Yo, I, I was up early for work, man. You good. You good. <laughs> hey, we, we, uh, I'm, just we, uh... I'm just saying. I'm just that's I'm not about to be there. I'm again, that's just not my not my steez, not my thing. Baseball, y'all know what y'all need to do to make the game back exciting. Stop playing. And now to finish this thing off, we got to talk this NBA playoff race cuz boy, it's heating up. It's heating up. I don't know how, I don't know how it happened, but boy, this NBA playoff race has, has become something absolutely crazy. Fellas on the West, we got the Nuggets out front. The Grizzlies in the second, the Grizzlies in second, three games behind them. Kings slightly behind them. Those are the only teams that have clinched the playoffs in the West thus far. Then you got the Suns at four, Clippers at five, Warriors at six, the Lakers half a game behind them at seven. Ooh. The, the Pelicans at 8, again, and by the way, between the Clippers at 5 and the Pelicans at 8, it's a half a game between all those teams. The Clippers are 41 and 38, so are the Warriors. The Lakers and Pelicans are both 40 and 38. And then you've got the Timberwolves at 9, the Thunder at 10, the Mavs at 11, and the Jazz at 12. And those are pretty much the only teams that are like, Still in contention to get into the playoffs. Now, fellas, what do y'all think about the Mavs potentially shutting down Kyrie and Luka in, in search of a better pick? Do y'all think this is a coward move or should they go? What are y'all thinking?
1: Um, Can I say I think it's both a, a coward move and a good move? Because well, like, they've hey, been... They both. I, I think it is. I mean, I, I do think that they're taking the easy way out because I want to see play. I want to see teams. I'm, I'm old school in the sense of I want to see teams play as hard as they can until the very last game of the season. But at the same time, this Mavericks team was never composed to succeed. They had a couple of pieces that would have been better rotation-wise than having Kyrie on the team. They gave up size. They gave up the little perimeter defense they had. They gave up spacing. Yes, Kyrie is a good shooter, but at the same time, you had players who you gave up, who job it was to specifically catch passes from Luka and shoot the ball. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So if you're going to take a risk that big, I want to see you play out As long as you can. And also, that's good basketball, regardless of, you know, how successful they'll be, how regardless of how bad the rebounding is, the defense is. You want to see Luka and Kyrie in the playoffs. Right. But at the same time, the Mavericks, they need to go get defense. They need to go get rebounding. It's no reason that your best defender is is Dwight Powell. Like, that's so not a I res-
0: Hall of Fame anchor on, bro. What you talking
1: about? <laughs> I, I might turn this game on and see what <laughs> that man got. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm
0: joking. He definitely did
1: not have the hall. So of Fame. so I I would like to see them work this experiment out to the end of the season. Although the Mavericks only have f- five games left. But go ahead go ahead and shut it down. You need to retool because it's only a short window that y'all have on this experiment.
0: I would just love to say that um, of all my takes, there are three that have aged like fine wine. Number one, that Matt Rule was going to Nebraska. Actually, no, that would be number two. Um, no, that would be number three, actually. Number two would be Kyrie being the worst superstar of the 2010s. I told everybody that, and they said I was crazy. They said I didn't know what Mm -hmm. I was talking about. I said Kyrie makes every team he goes to worse because of who he is, his playing style. And here's the worst part. Kyrie never leaves amicably in free agency. He only did so one time. Every other time that he switched teams, it's been midseason. I don't want to be here anymore, which means in order to acquire him, you have to do what? Give up lots of capital to get him.
1: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I sure. also I, I, I can't put the blame on uh how poorly this team is performing on Kyrie though. Kyrie no, is doing no. what exactly what they brought him in to do, which is like this Mavericks team right here, just watching the games, because I know I mean, even if you look at the analytics, they're the second to worst team in the league defensively this right. entire season. But just watching the games, I don't think I've ever seen a, a worse interior defense team.
0: It's not, I have never, like, yes, I've always said that Kyrie was the worst superstar of the 2010s in terms of, like, impact that he has on teams, but I have never put the onus on solely Kyrie anywhere that he's gone, because if you decided to take that on as an owner, GM, whatever, that's on you, brother. Yeah. If you're dumb enough to to give up that much for him, that's on you. Hey, man. I Kyrie won out. What you wanna give for him? Um a second round pick and our third big man who we just signed on a two way. <laughs> what you mean? That's that's what I'll give up. All right, all right, I'll be generous. I give y'all Reggie Bullock. There you go. Straight up. Reggie Bullock for Kyrie, straight up. That's all I'm gonna give you. That's all Y'all I'm gonna y'all
1: gonna call me an absolute madman for saying this. Depending on what system that team is playing, Reggie Bullock might be a better like long-term asset to have a Kyrie.
0: I don't disagree. I don't disagree. And again, people gonna say they're gonna say we crazy. They're gonna say y'all are Kyrie. But hey. it's
1: back. The bag.
0: Oh God. Please. <laughs> please. Don't don't have these bag, these bag to the clouds here again. But again, I'll, I'll say very simply, at the end of the day. You At some point in time, you got to piss or get off the pot. And Kyrie has not pissed a drop since he left Cleveland, since he was no longer LeBron's um, Robin. So, at this point, again, I'm not giving up big assets to get you. Either I'll get you a free agency, or we just ain't going to see each other, brother. Chris, what you think about the uh, Dallas Mavericks and how they're moving right now?
2: I think it's it's the worst thing that could happen for them right now. So, let me tell you the picture for the audience. They gave up. Draft capital and two quality role players for so Kyrie Irving. Knowing he was a free agent at the end of the year. Shut him down for the end of the season and let him watch the playoffs from home. And also watching the Lakers, watching the Suns, watching a lot of teams that are going to need a point guard pretty soon. Playing the playoffs is probably the worst thing that you could do. The worst thing. Even though you only got a 6% chance to make the playoffs right now, I think you go all in and try to win out. I think you go all in and try to win out because at least you can say if we produce in the playoffs and get close to some teams, some contended teams, Kyrie might consider us. You shut right. down Kyrie and Luca. I don't think it's any way possible. Kyrie signs back. But you know, us at Factor we loving this right now. Dallas losing and Luca getting knocked off that pedestal. They protected more it's like the world going back to normal. It's like getting.
0: Nature like, is healing. Nature is healing.
2: Oh my goodness. I, I, every year, Luca opens up as the MVP candidate favorite.
0: And I'm like, what has Luca done in this league? Like, to make him. A broken clock is right twice a day. And that one time was Kendrick Perkins talking about the MVP conversation. Because the fact that in the history of the NBA, that we are looking at only two ever guys who won it three times straight, and those yeah. two being Larry Bird and Nikola Jokic. Two guys that, when it's all said and done, one of them it's already all said and done for. Nobody discusses him as the best to ever play his position. Nobody. Nope. Nobody. And somehow, oh, uh,
1: also who was people would consider the greatest trash talker of the eighties.
0: Greatest cra- trash talker of the eighties, and, and then, he was praised for it. And then you got Nikola Jokic, who again, when it's all said and done, unless he goes on a crazy run so and wins I, like six, there's no way he's going to be seen as the best center ever. Look,
1: I, I will tell you, offensively, Jokic is one of the best decision makers and one of the best offensive centers I've ever seen with my own eyes. Agree, he, he, he's 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 like, if you took Paul Gasol and gave him the super soldier serum.
0: I, listen, if we're talking if we're talking solely offense, mm-hmm. there is a very good argument that he's the best offensive center ever. And I'm not but at that.
1: at the what same time, after the basketball I've watched this season, I'm gonna feel some kind of way of Jokic winning MVP again. He's not MVP this year.
0: I'm just listen. I'm just telling you. I'm just it's telling you me, what I know. Bro. It's I'm,
1: it's just, I'm just Yo- Jokic you. is in third to me.
0: I'm just telling you what I know. And at the end of the day, we're looking at a situation where he could be the second ever third, three-time back-to-back guy. I'm just saying, Kendrick Perkins is wrong a lot. The man is wrong a lot. He had a moment where... Hey,
2: J.J. Redick actually, pulled, like, in the middle of the show, cut into him like, bro, we not going that route. We not going that route. And,
0: and I'm again, like, J.J. J.J. can't relate. You a white man that went to Duke, bro. You cannot relate. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about in this regard. With all due respect, you don't know what you're talking about because you don't know what it's like to be that guy that is that's is not getting that respect for reasons that are beyond you. Everything that you did, if you even if you did it wrong, it was still, man, you know, I, the way that J.J. Reddick takes a foul, man. I'll tell you what, he fouls the right way.
1: Oh, J.J. Reddick was squeaking in college.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm
1: saying. <laughs> it's a lot but, of players that would not have made it to the NBA after doing what that man did.
0: That that's my point exactly. Grayson Allen, same thing. I wonder what they have in common. That mm, whatever they did, it was just like, mm, it's all right. But I digress. All I'm saying is that's just ugly. But now the race as a whole, folks. What do y'all think about this race? Who do y'all think is going to be in and out on that six to ten line?
1: Real From quick, five to 10, actually. Real quick, because I know we we wrapping up soon. I think one through four stays the same in the West. Mm-hmm. Um. I know I had to mess that one seed going into the season. <laughs> but um, right now, just because of how hot both of these teams are playing how much time is left in the season and their schedules, I say uh, Lakers 5, Golden State 6, Clippers 7, pales 8, T-Wolves 9, Thunder 10. And honestly, it's, it's more likely going to be Warriors 5, Lakers 6, but I really want to see I feel like it'll be some really good series if we get um, Warriors-Kings because the Warriors could possibly win that series and go against the Grizzlies in the second round. And I think Lakers versus Suns would be an amazing series too.
0: I'm, I'm telling you this from the most genuine standpoint I know how. These Those teams at that top, that Grizzlies-Kings range, boy, they better be worried. They better be worried.
1: <laughs> two through four? Yo, they might have some issues, but two through four might be in trouble.
0: Brother, if I see LeBron walking through and all I got is Shawn Michaels saying he don't want to go left, <laughs> oh! oh, my God, because now I know he's going to do something petty, like hit a game winner going to the left. I know it's going to
1: happen. When, when um LeBron hit that buzzer beater to put the Raptors out of the play, oh, he went he went left. Okay. Was, he was going left just, just he, reminded he hit yourself. it with
0: his right hand.
1: <laughs> just, just, just reminded myself. hey, Almost hey. Forgot. hey,
2: hey.
0: It's it said it. i practice that shot all
2: the time I, like no you don't practice that remember, shot
0: the remember the three. Remember <laughs> the three remember the three remember the three against the magic which way was he going off that one
1: he went left
0: I'm telling you Shawn Michaels needs to sit down
1: okay no no now, now am i tripping like i'm not gonna consider I'm not going consider myself the the biggest basketball expert in the world but I do feel like if I sat down and studied it enough I feel like I could I could be a basketball coach at some level What's LeBron's signature move when he first came into the league off the triple threat? He would go around, shoulder you, and go left to the basket? He was, LeBron was left hand. He's, he's left hand. <laughs> <laughs> he does everything else in life except shoot with his left hand. That's that's literally like,
0: <laughs> huh, Lord Jesus. The East is pretty much locked up, so we don't really need to talk too much about that because, I mean, we'll, we'll still break it down for y'all, but the East as it stands right now, one through five have all clinched playoff position. Bucks, Celtics, 76ers, Cavs, Knicks. You got the Nets sitting at six. Ah, that's well, crazy. That's because they went on that 21 and
2: three streak. Yeah. No, that's um,
0: true. That's true. You got the Heat behind them. The Hawks at eight. The Raptors have clinched play in position. The Bulls and the Wizards are behind. Well, actually, the Wizards are pretty much eliminated. Yeah, Wizards, but, yeah. But 1 through 10 is pretty much sold up over there. I mean, Bulls, Raptors, Hawks, Heat, Nets, Knicks, Cavs, 76ers, Celtics, Bucks. So that's what we got going on yeah. in the East. I'm excited for these NBA <laughs> those, those,
1: those top seeds are all going to win their series. With the, the, the Knicks and the Cavs will be interesting. Um, at the same time, I wish they would flop because I would have really liked to see a Nets-Cavaliers series. I know it mm-hmm. sounds crazy, but I like basketball. I feel like that would have been a good basketball series.
0: You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Listen, folks, we know y'all tired of us talking about – Who's gonna make it out the east? Who's gonna make it out the west? Who's gonna be uh who needs to get beat up and why we need to put somebody in horny jail for what they said about Angel Reese when they came in here. But come <laughs> on back next week. And the week after that. And the week after that. Peace of love, y'all. I know you had to uh, know. You had enough.